Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit FMGSuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors. Hi, everybody. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite, and I wanted to welcome you to another episode of the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. More than 40,000 advisors rely on FMG Suite to help them stay connected, build relationships, and grow their business. Now it's your turn. Visit fmgsuite.com and schedule a demo so you can see our tools in action. In today's podcast, we talk to Dave Christensen, who wears two hats for the FMG family of companies. Dave is our chief product officer and our chief technology officer. Dave's going to share his thoughts on trends in marketing for financial advisors, changes in the structure of the industry, and he's going to give us a peek into FMG's product pipeline for 2019. So on with the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Market in Motion, a podcast for financial advisors. I'm your host, Mike Woods, and joining me, as always, is Kirk Faulkner, FMG's Director of Marketing. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, good, good. <laughs> Today, we are joined in studio by Dave Christensen, FMG Suite's Chief Product Officer. Dave? Hey, Mike. Glad hey, to be here. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Today, we're going to have a pretty wide-ranging discussion with Dave about uh, all sorts of uh, changes that are taking place in the marketplace. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to define what marketing is, prospecting, branding, communication. We're going to talk about the landscape for financial advisors, what the trends are as far as advisors going off into larger practices, moving away from solo practices. And we're going to take a glimpse into FMG's product pipeline. We're going to have uh, uh, Dave uh, give us kind of an inside look. So with that, Dave, let me swing the microphone over to you and have you spend a little time telling us about uh, the marketing landscape for financial advisors. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, you know, I think uh, as we've been moving around and talking with financial advisors over the last year or so, um, one of the things that just keeps uh, coming through loud and clear is that um, there is there is no end to the number of solutions to solve your marketing problems. <laughs> every every year, there's new technology out there. There's new players in the space. Um, home offices have new ideas about how you should be doing it. Conferences pop up everywhere. They're telling you what you should do, how you should be using social media, how you should be using events and seminars. Everybody's got an opinion. New ideas and seemingly all recycled oh. at the same time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then uh, and you know and the and the common thing that you experience, right? You go to those events. Um, you hear that you're 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 taking copious notes. Um, you're excited to go home and try that for like two days, yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then everything you heard it just goes out the window. Right, right. Um, because let's just be honest. Uh, there, there's never been more channels that you had to worry about communicating over. There's so many uh, different social networks. Um, there's email. There's print. There's your website. There's blogging. Now there's texting for financial advice. Man, right. there's so many channels, and you're trying to, and everybody's telling you, "Oh, keep coordinated across all of that." And you're mm -hmm. trying to figure out, <laughs> yeah. that's a full-time job. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm a financial advisor, and and my admin's pretty busy doing other things too, um, and that's what we hear. It's just it's a lot of work to be successful nowadays in marketing. Yeah, gone are the days where you just uh, uh, put a five thousand piece mailer together and have people come to your seminar. Yeah, those yeah. are those are those are a, a, a long ago. Yet, as you mentioned, some firms are still interested in bringing seminars back too. 
Yeah. 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 On, on top of that, I, you know, the, the compliance concern makes marketing such a, Ugh. I mean, it's such a bottleneck for advisors who, you know, at the, they're not, they're not, they're not uh, marketers themselves. And just to get into it uh, is a big hurdle. And then once you put compliance on top of that, that's enough of an excuse for most of them to just, uh, kind of let it go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was talking uh, I was talking to somebody who blogged uh, consistently and uh, did a good job at it. Um, but they were explaining what it was like for them initially when they started blogging, right? So they <laughs> they write their blog post and then they have to send that to compliance. Sure. Yeah. And they got to wait for compliance to approve it. 3 to and 5 business days. Yeah. Um, maybe there's some corrections mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they got to go through that again. Three to five business uh, yep. days. Mm-hmm. And now they can finally publish it on their blog. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except that now they also want to share it on social media and they happen to be at a broker dealer that requires every social post to be reviewed in advance. Ooh. Which is like half of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now they have to go back and have the social posts for each of the networks reviewed Right. Even though it's just sharing content from their blog, mm-hmm. you know, they had a custom message in there and thumbnails and stuff. So it had to go through. Sure. So now they're waiting another three to five days and now they've promoted their blog on social media. But at the same time, they wanted to promote it by email. Right. So now they had to go through that same process. They had to write the email with the link back to the blog post, with the thumbnails. They had to send it to compliance. It had to be reviewed three to five days. Right. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You've now spent two weeks yeah. trying to get a single blog post up and promote it on social media and email. Wow. Yeah. That's a ton of work. You got to be dedicated. You yeah, do. <laughs> you do. You have to make it part of your, part of your practice and how do you, how you operate with it. The, uh, uh, Greg Woodbury, who's our director of business development. He recently, um, uh, talk, talked with one of our, uh, financial advisors that works with us, Rafi Rodriguez and Rafi has his schedule for the week and he, he lays out uh, two hours, I think, on Mondays and Fridays to do social media and to stay ahead of just that type of marketing practice. It now takes a good chunk of his time. Yeah, and I think um, there's a number of advisors out there, like Ravi, who want to do that. Um, they see the benefit, they enjoy it at some level, and they're willing to carve out part of their day to do it. But there's a lot of advisors I talk to that they didn't get into financial practice to be marketers, right? That <laughs> right, was right. not that was not the primary thing they loved. Yeah, that was way and, down the list. And now they're stuck doing it in order to be successful, or they hired admin staff that they weren't marketers either, and they're stuck doing it. And so for them, the, you know, the the call is pretty loud and clear. Help us make this easier. There's there's got to be a way for this not to be so hard. Yeah, I feel like there's a big sense of FOMO too with advisors when it, especially when it comes to social, because mm-hmm. um, uh, all of our all of the content we make about social media marketing is our most popular content, and there almost seems to be this feeling like, oh, we know there's something important to be doing here, and we know we're not doing it right now. We have no idea what that thing is, but we, we're we're worried that uh, you know we're 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 letting a big opportunity slide by. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of advisors who are looking at it going, I, I, I know I have to be here, mm-hmm. right? There's lots of people here. <laughs> mm-hmm. People are here and I need to be where people are. But at the same time, I think um, I think the reality is that the social networks make it harder and harder every year for you to be successful on social media, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to be, you, it, it's no longer just about the amount of work you have to spend to do it make post this many posts this often. 
It now also is about your technical ability to understand the kind of content, right. the reach you have, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How to boost that content so that it actually shows up and people can see it and can and, and interact with it that aren't already connected to you. Mm. Understanding the algorithms that companies like Facebook use to bury all the stuff that you want to say right. so that what right. you say actually shows up in people's feeds and they can interact with you. Like all of that requires a certain level of craft above and beyond just the work to do it. And it feels like it's changing constantly and it's hard to stay uh, in the loop with everything that you should be doing in order to be successful. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, the days of organic social marketing are pretty much done. I mean, there's there's still stuff to be done, but there is it's all pay and play now, especially mm-hmm. Facebook is by far the, the most intense, like the amount of uh, the amount of organic posts that get through from a, from a Facebook uh, page is is I think like seven. Yeah. You get to like seven percent of your followers or something like that. And those are the followers that have been consistently interacting with yeah. you. And the, ones you do, the ones you don't need <laughs> yeah, to get they're to. They're, yeah. like, mm-hmm. they're the ones getting through. Yeah. So, David, you go out and you talk to the financial advisors at these various conferences. Are you finding that they have the they have bit the bullet? They've they do have the the admin help that they have people that can coach them in marketing, or are they how are they getting the knowledge? Yeah, I mean, the, the, interestingly, there's a lot of interesting seismic changes going on in the space. Um, at one point in time, when when FMG Suite started, not really that long ago, right? Um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 65% of our initial subscribers were solo practitioners, so, right? Right, right? A single advisor. Um, based on our demographic studies, about 75% of them had a single admin. So it was one admin and an advisor running their business. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that has consistently been changing, right? So the number of solos that are moving into sort of a silo practice uh, next where you know they're, they're sharing office space, they're sharing their website, <laughs> they're sharing branding often, they're sharing mm-hmm. admin staff, but really they're managing their own clients and they're growing their own books of business. They're not sharing their clients with each other. Um, and, and we've seen those get to be relatively large firms too. There can be 10 advisors operating in that kind of style and, and also thinking about their succession plans. Like, um, you know, they, they ultimately want to retire themselves. A lot sure. of advisors yeah. are older. And so they're bringing in younger associates uh, who also still have to grow their business and, and, uh, and work in these structures. Um, and then we're seeing uh, a lot more ensembles where uh, advisors are choosing to really come together with a common value proposition to the market and, and really work together with each other's clients. Mm-hmm. And that changes uh, how you would market, right? Sure. The, the, way yeah. a, the way a solo and then the way a silo markets, very different than the way an ensemble would market as a firm. And then as these ensembles get bigger and bigger, you know, the rise of these super ensembles, these enterprise firms, um, gobbling up other smaller practices as part of succession plans and building large, sometimes multi-state footprints with right. many offices right. and hundreds of advisors. There's just a lot more of those than there were even, you know, four years ago. And the way they market is is also fundamentally different. So I think one of the things we're finding is how you help uh, advisors market has a lot to do with the way they structured their businesses and their entities. And, you know, one message doesn't work for all these different types of advisors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they really need to be hearing messages that fit the way in which they're configured and what they need to do to be successful for their configuration. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm always trying to um, 
get advisors to see about content creation is that content creation isn't just about you know describing yourself uh, and like 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 a static thing. It is actually like a, like a certain form of self development or professional development. We are actually every new piece of content that you're writing, you're defining for the whole world. Okay, this is where my expertise lies, and and, I, and I'm I'm demonstrating it for you with this very piece. And as you build out that content library, you just have a more and more defined, uh, you know, niche that you that you're uh, you're going out to. And and it actually it's you working on yourself as you produce that content, developing yourself, putting it out there. Yeah, that's cool. That's really a great way to to think about it as well. You know, creating content is this this process of actually defining for yourself sometimes who you are, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know, so when you finally write it down, um, you know, I, I often say, if you, if you don't write it down, it's not real, right? And so people talk a lot about who they are, but when they have to actually define it, and we find mm-hmm. that in the process of advisors coming and getting a new website, right? right. Mm-hmm. Now, now all of a sudden they got to rethink, like, yeah. what am I all about? Yeah. And, and sometimes they're like, I, I actually don't know what I'm all about. I, I could use some help defining that, or I know what I'm about, but I don't know how to say it exactly. Yep. And, and it can sometimes take many iterations to get to the point where you're like, that, that mm-hmm. right there. That's who I am. Yeah. Um, and I think the process of creating content and sending it to both prospects and customers helps you really get to that point where you've refined. This is the way I talk about these things. Mm-hmm. It might be the same thing we're all talking about, but I definitely talk about it a certain way. Yeah. I, you know, bringing it back to the idea of um, marketing technology, one of the I think the, one of the best things that an, uh, bringing analytics into the situation is, is that you then get to see the validation from your audience because you're you're putting out a message saying okay this is who i am this is what i'm all about this is where i'm an expert then you get to see if they agree with you like the you know you might get the message back like "Mm, i don't know are you sure but (laughs) or they could be like oh yes you do you are that kind of an expert i have received value from your services thumbs up retweet share with my friends you know yeah or uh we actually don't like the way you're talking yeah. about that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was like, you or, know? or we don't understand <laughs> yeah. it, or it doesn't. It, that wasn't what I typed into the search bar. You know, like it, it is a weird kind of um, conversation without actually talking to somebody. Yeah, Agreed. we t- we took a vote, and you're not defined that way. <laughs> <laughs> we took a vote on Instagram, and that's not who you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave. One of the things you and I have talked about a number of times is you know marketing. Marketing seemed to be, uh, in the past, more narrowly defined as how you prospected for clients. But now it's much more broad in the sense that it's, it's not only how you prospect, it's the, it's the, the communications you have, it's, it's really your branding, it's the whole message you bring out to the, the marketplace. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish we could just come up with a new word that meant what we do <laughs> right and uh and everybody would latch onto it and it would be awesome uh you know we're stuck with the words that have the meaning they have mm. um and so fng suite is a marketing company uh what does that mean um for us it is it is so broadly defined it is an umbrella that encompasses a ton of things uh, that are front office related for an advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, I'll uh, you know I'll go. Uh, I have all my product owners go visit with financial advisors regularly and see mm-hmm. how they do their business and talk about what we're building. And I would say a common thing that comes back from those interviews and meetings is, yeah, when we say marketing, immediately advisors go. A lot of advisors go. 
Oh yeah. I don't, I'm not really growing my book of business. I'm just mm. sustaining the one I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so right there you go, Oh, you define marketing mm-hmm. as lead generation and prospecting. Right. Um, or right. The, we hear, you know, ah, you know, I've, I did this, that, and the other thing in the past. And they'll always have a story of that thing that just didn't work. Um, and, and there's also this sense that even if they do believe in marketing defined as lead gen and prospecting, they don't actually believe it will work for them. Uh, they have experience where it didn't. Um, and, and I think what is fascinating is as you continue those conversations, you ask questions, you suddenly find out that, for instance, they have monthly client events. Uh, and they they bring but everybody they into their office, but they don't they call don't. that marketing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. So they didn't they didn't see that as marketing. We would have defined that as marketing, absolutely. Right? Um, right. And and probably one of the better ways <laughs> client events is one of the easiest trackable ROIs for marketing from everybody that we've seen do it successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking about the you know we're not talking about what we talked about earlier the large seminar where uh, you know you booked out um, uh, the local hall and you sent out 5,000 postcards and you did your presentation and you served turkey. Um, we, not that those things don't have their place and aren't still in many instances valuable. We're talking about the client event where you're inviting somebody into your space. Sure. Yeah. You're not talking shop. Mm-hmm. You're just getting to know them as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're inviting them to do something with you. Uh, go golfing, beer brats and bunkers, or sure. uh, you know, wine tasting from around the world, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and over time, a, as your uh, clients are comfortable with you, and the fact that you're not going to talk shop that whole time, uh, they bring friends because why wouldn't you bring somebody to that? And and most people bring friends that are sort of like them, and it's a great way to grow your business. And I know for advisors that do this, I'm preaching to the choir, but I would definitely call that marketing. That is relationship yeah. marketing. Um, it is excellent form of it, right? Um, and so I think advisors consistently define marketing too narrowly. You know, I, I see marketing more broadly as everything that has to do with both communicating and reaffirming your story to your clients and prospects. And, it, and, 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 and reaffirming it is really important, right? Just because somebody has become your customer, your client, doesn't mean that that thing that makes you unique and special and why they chose you in the first place isn't something you want to continually remind them of, right? Nobody mm-hmm. gets married and then never says I love you to your spouse ever again and says, hey, you should know I love you. I married you. <laughs> like yeah. that, that doesn't work, right? Um, but that ongoing repetition of who you are to your customers is very much something that as a marketing company we're able to help with um, and, and it's something we're focused on. So yeah, I would say the biggest problem is don't define it so narrowly. Yeah, you know, we just uh, had this Elevate conference uh, over in Florida, and I had a chance to work with the Frost Brothers um, on their presentation for that, uh, Robert and Thomas, and they are big, big, big believers in exactly what you just talked about. In fact, in fact I bet if they were here, they would say that a lot of their success in, in financial advisory is has come from that type of event marketing, relationship marketing, making those connections with people, and I know, uh, I know that they are... <laughs> That's uh, that's 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 number one of their number one hits is when they're talking to people and and, and uh, giving them advice on marketing. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Sure, and I think you know, survey when you read the trade pubs and uh, uh, you see that um, the more money people have, the more likely they are to get advice from more advisors, and the mm-hmm. more likely they are to bring different people in, and they see some advisors as a role for their retirement money, some advisors as a role for their uh, business money. 
Um, and by having these relation events, they get a much better traction as far as the advisor getting a better understanding of the, the person's entire net worth. Because as um, when it, it, it really takes an individual a little more than I, I have a need for retirement planning to come to an advisor. They have to know they have a need for retirement planning. They, they, they're behind on their investments. They should have their estate updated, and darn it, they got a couple of kids coming to college, and they don't know how they're going to handle it all, and that usually is what tips somebody to go see an advisor. Having one or two issues isn't it, and I think these client events really help to get that information out, get that mm -hmm. information back. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dave, one, one question about um, technology and technology stacks, um, I think, that comes up a lot is uh, you know, the, the difficulty of implementation um, for a broker-dealer or for, for an office. Um, What's you know, I'm I'm not trying to like lead into one of our our product benefits, but the the whole idea of all in one versus piecemeal uh, marketing stacks, kind of what's the what's the, the the pluses and minuses of either side of that? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, as as folks listening will know, you know, we made a strategic choice that FMG Suite was going to be all in one. Mm -hmm. uh, we were going to try to do all of this, um, and and one of the reasons we made that decision is that we believed. Um, that for the large uh, majority of financial advisors, we could make their lives so much easier. Um, and there's this thing that happens when we say we want to make marketing easy. <laughs> Some people go, you can't make marketing easy. Marketing's hard. That's how it works, right? Um, that's not what we mean. We don't mean that the strategy of marketing is easy. We mean that you probably should have someone help you with that strategy. What should be be easy and not hard is executing some of it, right? If, um, if you didn't have a keyboard <laughs> and you had to write a letter um, and what you had was uh, a cube where you had to spin it around and find the next letter that you were going to type or worse yet, that stupid remote when you have to type your username and password into Netflix on your TV, right? That does not make typing easy. It makes it super hard, right? Like it's super hard. So there really is a right. keyboards make typing easy. It's like an um, old flip phone. You, 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 you to, still yeah. you still have to know how to write. We're not yeah. saying you don't have to know how to write, but but the technology should make that the art of doing it easier. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is an all-in-one marketing suite should be able to make marketing easier. And the the real the real pro of an all-in-one solution is um, this thing that internally we call the mesh effect, right? So the mesh effect is when all of the parts work together in such a way that the, the impact or the result is better than any of the pieces on their own, right? So, um, so I, I, let's give an example. We gave that blogging example at the beginning of this conversation, right? If, if a tool had both your blog and your website and an email system and uh, a content library, and a social system like ours does, how would that make blogging easier for an advisor? Well, this is how, right? You would still have to write the blog post. Right? That yeah. still has to happen, mm -hmm. right? Or, or hire someone to write it for you. So that we didn't take that away. But once you write that blog post uh, on the platform, the act of submitting it to compliance can be an act of submitting both the blog post and the email that everybody will hear about the blog post from, mm -hmm. and the social post that will tell everybody a blog, 
all of that can go through at the same time. So compliance reviews it in one three-day cycle. At the end of that three-day cycle, it's automatically promoted on social media. It's automatically promoted by email, right? Because the blog's connected with your website and you've got a big content library that includes other topics that might be related to what you blogged on, you don't have to worry about a dead end on your blog. They can actually find out more information from that content. Because it's got a content library that has something like ebooks in it, which ours does, you can actually have an ebook section on your blog where I could now, if I was anonymous and found out from social media about your blog, thought it was cool, came to your website, now you want to find out who I am. Mm -hmm. It'd be really nice to have a form that I could fill out and in exchange for downloading an ebook, give you my contact info. Right. That's just built in, right? Um, so the mesh effect is bringing all these pieces together into an ecosystem that works together the way you would expect it to. Mm -hmm. um, and what you had to do was the one thing, write the blog post, right? Which was hard enough, <laughs> like that, that's right. hard enough, write the blog post, the rest of it should be easy. So that's the benefit of an all-in-one solution and the mesh effect. The benefit to home offices, uh, which we hear again and again, is as there's more and more um, technology players in the space that are focused on a niche, like just an email solution or just a social solution, that makes their lives really difficult. It does. Compliance has to manage all of that. They have to figure out how to give good recommendations to their advisors about what they should consider using and what they shouldn't consider using. It just makes their life easier if they can work with a small subset of vendors that do a really, really good job for their advisors. So, so having less optionality in the technology stack, but having the players who are there have a very robust solution, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing, the bar to an all-in-one solution that, that we have to constantly keep our eyes on is all-in-one is great. The best all-in-one solution is where you don't have to sacrifice something from any of the parts because you chose all-in-one, right? The, in my mind, the, the thing we want to avoid is oh, I could choose this email solution over here. It actually does a few more things that I want it to do. The all-in-one solution doesn't do those things. It sacrificed those to be all-in-one. I guess I'll go with the all-in-one solution because it's all-in-one and I'll sacrifice those things from the email solution that I wish I had. We are constantly focused on making that not part of the conversation, right? Um, there's just table stakes functionality that should exist in a great social solution, a great email solution, a great website solution, a great texting solution. And we want to make sure that we have all of those in one place. We don't want an inferior email solution that's part of an all-in-one solution. Right, wrapped around your website, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, uh, I was talking uh, at a party over the weekend to a gym owner and the gym owner uh, is has seen his memberships go down it's a small gym and wants to get into the uh, more marketing and knows that I'm in the business and we struck up a conversation and he's got a constant contact account where he's got his email lined up he's got a website at Wix but he doesn't know the username or password and he's not sure who has the domain <laughs> and you know, sounds very, very familiar. <laughs> no, no, yeah. and, and, and he's asking me, he's saying, can, can you help? And I said, well, yes. Boy, in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm saying, I wish you could be on FMG Suite. Yeah. Because it's, we, we give you that ability to upload your list. We give you that ability to add your blog. We give you all those abilities. And it would make his life so much simpler from just the perspective that you have one sign-on yeah. and you have access to the tools. It, it's funny how much uh, <laughs> not remembering passwords ends up becoming the block to getting things done in life. And like every new password that you 
add to a process is just that much more of a percentage chance that you're never going to get it done. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it. All right, Dave, we're, let's switch gears in our last uh, five minutes here, and let's talk a little bit about uh, the pipeline, what's going on at FMG and what we can uh, expect to see over the next year or so, what, did, what current advisors that are using the platform can expect to see. Yeah, absolutely. So 2019 is going to be a really exciting year for us. Um, you know, I, I, we'll bounce around a little bit. Um, there's really there's really four pillars to FMG Suite. Um, and when we talk about the product, we're always focused on those four pieces and trying to grow them uh, equally over time, right? So so the first piece is, is the tools. We want to make sure that in one suite, you have access to all the tools you need to be successful at marketing. So websites, email, social, print, right? So in all the acquisitions we've made, like Platinum Strategies and Marketing Pro in the last few years, as well as all the organic work that we're doing to grow our product, we're focused on adding new tools that you need to be successful and making those tools better like we talked about with table stakes there's just certain things sure. that a really great right. email tool needs to do so so one thing on that in 2019 all of our customers are going to receive right now if you're on our uh if you're on standout connector attract you've got access to an email builder right and you can create email an email right uh in 2019 relatively soon here you'll be able to create email sequences Right, so a sequence of emails, a campaign that you create on your own. Um, and you go, hey, wh what would I use that for? Well, uh, advisors are using it for everything from onboarding new clients mm -hmm. um, to, uh, to attaching it to forms on their website so mm -hmm. that when a lead comes in, it automatically kicks off a sequence that follows up over time with somebody who submitted something to your website, right? So once the email solution supports something like sequences, now it unlocks a whole bunch of potential in the other products. That's that mesh effect we were talking about. It makes them more powerful as well. Same thing with uh, social. We're going to add social sequences into our our social product. For both of those, we're going to add a library of emails, social posts, social sequences, email sequences into the platform. Um, we're adding print. Uh, so we are adding greeting cards, mm -hmm. note cards, invitations, all into the platform. Uh, you can set up campaigns to run those. You can send them to your uh, customers on their birthdays. You can follow up with a, a handwritten note card, essentially, online, um, following an event with somebody. Uh, and, and all of that gets printed, shipped, and sent on your behalf and uh, we charge two dollars and fifty cents which is less than they charge me at, uh, Ooh, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> at the store for the card <laughs> and it shows up uh in their in their mailbox right and over time we'll add more print options a quarterly print uh piece as for for you to send out a quarterly newsletter essentially a print piece um we'll add postcards uh, wow. so you can do that um and a lot of this is coming through our acquisition of marketing pro and right. uh, that right. that amazing team that we found um uh, on top of that uh we're going to add more so in those kind of four pillars that we we're talking about that's tools um, uh, another piece is content, right? And so we're always trying to expand the content that we have. Like I just said, we're adding a library of emails and sequences, social posts and sequences, greeting cards and invitations. Um, we're going to expand our ebook and white paper library. We mm -hmm. acquired a number of white papers from our relationship with Platinum Strategies. We're bringing all that in, right? Um, so we're going to bring that in as well. Um, we are also on the uh, automations side going to add a weekly commentary here in the near future both mm -hmm. marketing pro and platinum had a weekly piece we're going to bring that in for all our fmg suite customers um, and then we've got some ideas for a few more 
ongoing automations uh, that would be uh, omni-channel. And we hope to make the ones we have today omni-channel as well. So mm -hmm. for instance, right, you know, right now today you send out our monthly market insights, it's by email. Mm -hmm. It doesn't post it automatically on social media for you. You have the right to say, why not? <laughs> really, it should, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so those are things that we're trying to fix because that's part of this all-in-one advantage that we have if, if we're doing that for you. Um, and then finally, on the service side, uh, we keep rounding out our service offering. We, you know, we really want advisors to, who work with FNG Suite to feel like they got a marketing team. Right. Um, right. You're not alone in all of this. And so all the training that we do that Kirk puts out, that's about making you feel like you have marketing support. Right. Um, our customer service, the fact that you can call us and unlike other products in the space, let's just be honest. Right. If you if you call Wix, use Wix earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. You call Wix up and you say, hey, Wix, I'd like to edit my homepage. Um, can I email you a Word doc and you just put that up there for me? They laugh at you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, they're like, if you would like me to show you how you use the editor, then right. I'll show you that. Right. But I'm not doing it for you. No. That's not what we do. Right. That It's much more than customer service. And our service teams do the work for you. Um, so we continue to get better and better at that and they help out and they um, and then on top of that, there's there's these marketing services that are beyond that. And uh, the end of 2018 and, and 2019 is really a place where we're investing in allowing you to, to essentially have a virtual marketing team at your disposal that will uh, that you can work with, that will help you do paid search. Mm -hmm. They will mm -hmm. help you do uh, boosting on social media, like Kirk said earlier, right? The days of just organic social media are pretty dead. But advisors are easy pickings to people out there who want to take them uh, for all they're worth and, oh, uh, sure. and convince them they've got a solution. And if you just give me this much money every month, it's all going to work out for you. And they don't know the industry and there's no recourse. There's just a lot of that going on in the space. And we want to offer a trusted and safe and transparent solution for advisors to be able to boost the stuff that they're sharing on, on social media. Right. Um, and, and blogging. We have a lot of advisors want to blog. They want to do a content strategy, but they're not natural writers. So they actually want to work with a team that'll help them do the writing. Right. right? right. Um, and so we're going to offer those kind of services. So all these managed services are going to be a big part of solutions we bring into the market in 2019. I guess I'd close with something I am really excited about. We spent some time earlier there talking about client events. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we you know, acquired through our Platinum Strategies uh, purchase was a library of about 100 client events that had been tested by advisors all over the country. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. And when we talk to advisors about running client events, one of the things they tell us is, hey, I, I do believe it works. It's just hard to do. Um, I, I'm not a party planner. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, figuring out how to do this event at the quality that I want, where the materials I send out to promote it are sharp and they look and represent my brand well. I know, for instance, if I'm doing wine tasting, how many bottles of wine to get for sure, the number right. of people that are coming, mm -hmm. what wine I should potentially serve at that event, um, the checklists of all the things I haven't considered, how to collect RSVPs, how to follow up on people who come to the event, how to promote this on social media, how often do I say or promote it on social media, et cetera, et cetera, right? Sure. All of those mm -hmm. tricks of the trade to being really successful at client events. Um, what we have is a library that has all of that already pre-built for about mm -hmm. 100 events. And so this, this goes back to that mesh effect. Um, events is a perfect example of it. To be successful at events, you need to publish the event to your website, <laughs> right? There needs to be a place where I can come and see the event, mm -hmm. see where it's at, register for it, get driving directions to it, mm -hmm. et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. um, I also, ideally, am going to send out 
uh, email invitations to that event. Right. So I need to be able to promote the event by email. Mm -hmm. And and that's probably not just one email. Right. Because well, no, people ignore the first right, one. Sure. So I've got to I got to follow up with them for two, three, four times leading up to the event saying, hey, you know, I haven't mm -hmm. heard from you yet. And then when they RSVP, I got to remember to remind them that the event is coming up the couple of days before the event. Right. Sure, so that's got to sure, happen. Right. And then ideally I would promote this on social media. Um, but wouldn't it be nice if those social sequences promoting the event were already just built in and I just turned them on and they just ran for the three weeks leading up to the event and consistently reminded people that this event was coming and that they could RSVP by clicking on this link. That would be great, right? right. I wouldn't right. have to manage that, right? Um, and then my top clients, I might very well want to send them an actual print invitation, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. like a card saying, hey, we'd love for you to come to this event. Um, and, and it would be nice if the system did that as well, right? Um, and it'd be nice, you know, eventually if right before the event, I even got a text alert saying, hey, that event is tomorrow, because we all know that we love it when I do at least, my doctor sends me the text sure. alert, right? Sure. Because I forget, sure. I've got that appointment. So if all of these pieces are working together like that, it's just much easier to do the event. And the last thing that's in the library is the checklist for the event itself, right? right so, right. you know, that way you know and can and uh, exactly how big a room you should have, mm -hmm. um, what kind of things you should bring, the conversation pieces you that go along well with the event that's happening. So just everything you need to feel really confident doing these events built into one system. So we're gonna release that to everybody mm -hmm. in 2019. That's gonna um, be huge. It's gonna be huge. Yeah. Uh, it, all of the home offices we've spoken to are really excited about this and advisors. Um, we've already got a you know a beta group of advisors who do a lot of events and they're, they're testing this right now. This is something that we have live for about a thousand advisors and they're using this today and we're looking forward to, uh, to really polishing it and then rolling it out to the whole platform. Yeah, and I think that's a, the beta testing is really important because you get that great feedback on how to how to handle specific instances. If someone calls the office two days prior to the event and wants to talk to the advisor, how how does the office staff handle that? Do they transfer them to the advisor? Do they have that? Do they already have the conversation that they were going to have at the event? There, there's so many nuances, and if you have a playbook. You really don't have to learn everything for the first time. You have somebody who can show you the way through it. Absolutely. So. All right, wow, Dave. That, that was a great. That was a great snapshot. That was. Yeah, I get to see the whole picture there. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great wrap up, and uh, it sure is exciting to hear about what's ahead for FMG in the next year and how we're going to be bringing all those companies together. Uh, Want to thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. And Thanks for having me. It's, uh, we will uh, have you back mid-year or so and get a mid-year update. Great. Uh, That's where you'll tell me, you'll hold me accountable uh, yeah. to whether all this <laughs> happened. Yeah, I know how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darn, he's on Audio. to me already. <laughs> Audio Shoot. evidence. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.